on today's show, we have Taylor and Megan's epic trip report. This is WWDW, the Disney World Planning Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 211. I'm your host, Julie Elster, creator of WRWDW.com, the Disney World Planning website. Today we have an epic trip report, three hours total. This is, I think we've set a new record here for longest trip report, but we cover so many great things. So I've divided this up into three parts to make listening a little bit easier, finding the tips or things that are useful for you for your trips a little bit easier. Or if you want to listen to the whole thing back to back to back, maybe you have some time in your office, you're uh, practicing for your next run Disney race, whatever the case might be. I got you all covered here. Part one is going to be the four park challenge that Taylor and Megan take on. Part two will be New Year's Eve and the insane crowds and the couple of days that follow. Part three is going to be the run Disney races. So a lot to cover. I'm just going to stop talking and we're going to jump right in. I am truly excited about today's show. I actually have two guests on the podcast today. First is someone you might remember uh, if you listen to the podcast as she is the only guest I've ever had to bleep out <laughs> on the show. Um, welcome back to Megan, who was on, I believe it was August. Was it August? Yep, right before we went back to school. With a Disneyland trip. Let me see if I can figure out what episode number that was. 181, if you want to go back and listen to our Disneyland episode. Also joining is Megan's husband, Taylor, who, if you remember a few months ago, I was on a quiz show podcast hosted by Taylor and I won. <laughs> Let's all just take a moment to celebrate that. Uh, so Taylor and Megan, uh, and you know, it's funny when Megan was on the show, I had no idea that I was about to be on her husband's podcast. It wasn't until we were done recording. I know. I felt like funny knowing that and not saying something, but then... Yeah, just pure coincidence that I had selected Megan to be on the show, and I was also scheduled to be on Taylor's quiz show podcast. But welcome, you guys, to Happy to the be show. Back. Thank you. It's great to be here. All right, let's talk a little bit about your Disney World trip. Why don't we start out with just kind of some of the the planning basics? When are you guys going, and where are you staying? Uh, we first started planning this trip. Uh, a year and a half before we left. So originally our plan was to fly in on <laughs> New Year's Eve, but then when we actually flew in was December 28th because we saw last winter all those flight cancellations and we thought we wanted a little bit of a buffer. So we flew in on December 28th uh, out of O'Hare because we live in the Chicago area and into MCO. The first night we stayed at a Marriott, but then for the rest of the trip, we were staying at Caribbean Beach Resort. What made you decide to do a non-Disney, like a Marriott hotel the first evening rather than just heading straight to Disney Resort? We had already added two nights to our Disney Resort stay from when we originally booked it. And then this was the night that was our buffer night. So we thought if we had to cancel one night at the Marriott, it would be easier to do and saved $200. Okay. And so you talked about fly your, your initial plan was to fly in on New Year's Eve. So is that specifically the goal of this trip is to celebrate New Year's Eve at Disney? It started as the specific goal was to participate in the Run Disney Marathon weekend. But then because we're both teachers, we have this time off. We thought, why not also celebrate New Year's Eve? Okay. Run Disney was your initial goal. And yes. then we added New Year's Eve on there. Are you guys 
Big runners, have you done Run Disney before? It's our first Run Disney race together. Uh, Megan will be too modest to mention this, but she ran the Chicago Marathon this past October. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Uh, so she, yeah, it was her first marathon ever. She did an amazing job. Uh, I sat around and drank Bloody Marys all day and had a had a grand old time tracking her on my phone. <laughs> uh, so Megan, like for doing a half marathon for Run Disney was no big deal. Uh, for me, I had to train a little bit harder, but we had never done a Run Disney event before. And like Megan mentioned, if you if we look at our school calendars in previous years and in future years, it was never really going to have the marathon weekend line up with the natural break we get from school. And this was this because Christmas was on a Monday. It was a strange over overlap year where it was going to work out. So we really wanted to take advantage and do a nice longer trip that we would get some New Year's Eve and then kind of conclude with the the half marathon on Saturday. It was kind of like a, a perfect storm of school exactly. schedule, the run Disney schedule, the holiday, and it all worked out beautifully for you guys to combine everything together. Are you guys, so obviously because you were on the show before, we know that you, at least you, Megan, are a big Disney person. Are you both huge Disney people. How many times have you guys been to Disney before? Do you even this know? This is our first time to Disney World together. Our first time to Disneyland together was our honeymoon in summer of 2022. And then when I was on the pa- podcast the last time was to talk about our Disneyland trip summer of 2023. So it's our third Disney trip together. And I, I went to Disney World several times as a kid, you know, throughout the, the late 90s, early 2000s, uh, but had just as, you know, in as, as being an adult, I had never really found the right circumstances or person to go with. So uh, it's been it's been great to have as a part of our relationship the last couple of years. I'm always curious with like Disney adults. I don't know how you feel about that term <laughs> Disney adults, because that can mean a lot of things depending on who you're talking to. But I'm always curious how people get into the fandom because it sounds like you both were like maybe Disney kids or you went on vacations. How did this turn into like now we go, you know, once a year or every other year? Yeah, I remember exactly when I first nudged Taylor about doing a Disney trip together as an adult couple without kids. Our family, on my mother-in-law was planning a family trip for her, us two, and my brother-in-law and it was going to be to Santa Barbara. And I just kind of like nudged Taylor. And I was like, hey, that's pretty close to Disneyland. Why don't we just tack on a couple of days at the end there, call it our honeymoon, because we got married in 2020 and our honeymoon did not happen in 2020. <laughs> no. uh, but I think we're both we're both in our early 30s. So we grew up with 90s Disney, which was just such an amazing time for Disney movies. So even though I didn't start going to Disney parks until early 30s my 20s I would go see Disney movies and theaters I just think it's masterful storytelling and and what a great way to like get your partner you're like hey we're just gonna tack on a day and the next thing you know you're yeah you're running a half she, she marathon didn't have to twist my arm too hard <laughs> I had always wanted to go to Disneyland it was not it was not a hard sell it was just a quick nudge nudge <laughs> Okay, so the two of you, who's who's the planner? Because Disney World takes a lot of planning. It's so interesting because in our everyday life, Taylor is definitely the type A person and I'm the type B go with the flow partner. But for her Disney trip, I definitely took on the bulk of the planning. And I think that's because I love to do research. My undergraduate degree was in history and theater. And I just, for like the past year and a half, I've just immersed myself in Disney knowledge parks knowledge. So even though it was our first trip to Disney World together, I felt ready to like be flexible in the moment and problem solve and navigate through the parks Mm -hmm. effectively. I love that. And I'm remembering now that you and I talked last time after we recorded because I also undergrad 
history major. So don't like, I, I also, I, I feel like that's a, a core part of me and I love like the research and mm-hmm. it's so nerdy, but I, I feel the exact same way about it. Did you find as people who've been more recently to Disneyland, did you find Disney World to be overwhelming when you were doing the planning? Not overwhelming, but it definitely felt like there was a lot more to cover. Yeah, I, I'm I'm glad we went from Disneyland to Disney World. I feel after our last trip, I was very content with my time in Disneyland and I was ready to experience new things. And I got exactly what I wanted it, from that point of view for our Disney World trip that I, I there were so many new things to experience and that just filled me with so much joy during our trip. It, w- it was more exciting than overwhelming in terms of flipping through the books and listening to, you know, podcasts and things. It was like, oh, this is like a, an exciting expansion of, of things we'd already experienced the summer before. Okay, so Disneyland was like Disney light, and now you're you're ready to move on to like yes. the big leagues yes. here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I see, like in the in the notes that you gave me, that you guys decided to do Park Hopper Plus mm-hmm. tickets. So what what was the thinking behind? the doing the park hopper plus so i have very strong very specific memories of fantasia gardens mini golf as a kid and looking about at how much that would cost to do plus a potential day at a water park weather permitting it seemed like even if we do you know one half of an after one day at a water park and one round of mini golf the park hopper plus would pay for itself so because it was something both of those were things that i wanted to put in our plans uh it ended up you know probably saving us a little bit of money to do that park hopper plus option as opposed to your standard park hopper Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm just curious because like December, January, I get nervous about the whole water park thing, but the weather is kind of all over the place. Like our trips overlap. So I can confirm weather was Weird. like hot than cold yeah. and sunning than rainy. And yeah. so it was mm-hmm. kind of all over the place, which we will get into. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the first four days of our trip, Blizzard Beach was closed. And then the day we had planned to go was the first day I'd been open in a while. Let's discuss your arrival day then let's talk. I know you don't get in until a little bit later in the day and you're not running to Disney properties, but did you have anything else planned that day? So after we check in at our, our courtyard Marriott, again, it feels like a weird, you know, thing to do a whole extra night on, on Disney property. If you're not going to really have like a park day or experiencing it, it's when we wanted to kind of hit the ground running the next day, the 29th, when we're going to check into our hotel. But after we got to our courtyard Marriott, it was very close to Disney Springs. So we just took a lift over there, got some appetizers that kind of served as our dinner and some drinks at Jack Lindsay's Hangar Bar, uh, which neither of us had been to before. Super fun. I'm a big Indiana Jones person, so I love the decor, uh, but it was a really nice way to just sort of kind of, you know, see a little bit of Disney without sort of plunging in and, and have a nice little relaxed evening before we uh, checked in the next day. But it was Jack Lindsay's holiday bar at the time we were there. Yeah. So it had all the holiday decorations and the cast members who were seating people said it was busier than typical when it's just the hangar bar. Mm-hmm. So there was like a, they, they don't take reservations. So we did have a, did you say 15, 20 minute wait when we got there? Just about, yeah. What do they do differently for the holidays? They have special appetizers. So there was the naughtier nice deviled eggs. We got the ham and cheese trees, which the presentation was really cool. It came in this like glass globe and they lifted it up and the smoke came out. Mm -hmm. They had a hot chocolate flight and one of the hot chocolates was peppermint flavor. And since Taylor doesn't like it, we asked if we could substitute to do two of the same hot chocolate, but they said they have to do the flight as is. So that was something we thought about getting, but 
I was very excited when you said peppermint uh, and hot chocolate. I, I love peppermint and chocolate. No, not a fan. Not so much over here, but <laughs> it was still, again, it was the th- kind of thing where there were so many, you know, there are a ton of Christmassy themed cocktails that they had on the menu. And it was even just fun to watch them come out to go to other people's tables. Like that was, the presentation is really what you want to see. So not lots of puns, which we love a good pun. So that was Yes. Fun oh my too. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> are you guys big like Christmas people? Oh yeah. I love in Christmas general. so much. Yeah. We have two Disney themed Christmas trees in our home in addition to our regular like Christmas tree, like two trees that are just Disney ornaments. So there you go. <laughs> There's no question if you're Disney adults or not. <laughs> oh no. Anything else that evening at Disney Springs or just kind of... It was very crowded at Disney Springs that night. So, yeah, I think we walked through World of Disney, but really like a walk through one minute just to see kind of the stuff they had and get back to our Marriott to get a good night's rest. Okay. So the next day you're checking into Caribbean Beach and I'm curious, Caribbean Beach doesn't get enough love or attention. I think it's been a long time since I've heard any guests say that they stay there. I love Caribbean Beach. What Was there a specific reason that you guys picked this resort? I'd love to hear your thoughts on it yeah. when you checked in. Yeah, so we knew we wanted to do some dinners at Epcot, and we had the park hopper option. So the Skyliner to go from Caribbean Beach was really great. And since it's the hub, there is no transfers when you're going from Caribbean Beach to Hollywood Studios or Epcot. We knew we are competing in the half marathon, and so the Caribbean Beach Resort is a little bit closer to Epcot as well, and we definitely didn't want to do Deluxe for our first trip together, but it felt nice to do something like a step up from the value resorts. Yeah, well, once you do Deluxe, you won't want to step back down. <laughs> exactly. So, so we didn't want to go there to yet. start a little lower. <laughs> yeah. We requested a room in building 45 in Jamaica, or I believe it was 51 in Aruba, because those are the two rooms that were kind of in the middle, so close walking distance to either Skyliner stop at the Riviera or the Caribbean Beach Hub, and just right across the bridge from the lobby. Um, they weren't able to meet that request, but we ended up in a fantastic room where you walk Mm -hmm. out the door and you're right off one of those beaches. It was a four minute walk to the Skyliner stop and a five minute walk to our bus stop and then a five minute walk to the lobby. So I know Caribbean Beach is sprawling and huge, but I feel like if you're in Aruba or Jamaica, it doesn't feel too big. I'm about to start singing Kokomo. Oh, we um, were doing that constantly <laughs> for an entire week. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What was great was when we got there on the morning of the 29th is that uh, we arrived around 930 because we were in Orlando already. We made a quick stop at Target. Uh, we get there and they actually had a room ready for us at 930 a.m., which I, I know is is kind of rare if you're checking in that early in the day. So we got very lucky in terms of being that able to just is. drop off our stuff, do some unpacking uh, before we kind of went to the rest of this day. Where we were doing a little resort hopping and just sort of getting the lay of the land. Now, you had said that you made very specific room requests, it sounds like. How did you make those requests? I requested it two ways. I did it through the chat feature like three days before. But even last summer, I think there was a time when I added on the, the 30th, when I was one of the times when I was adding a night onto our stay, I also requested then the room request. Two separate ways to really try and get, and they didn't get your request, but it sounds like they still gave you a great room anyway. Yeah, it was a really fabulous room. And we didn't mind if we were on the second floor. I didn't put a request in to be on the first floor, but we were on the first floor. 
And I am really glad we didn't have to lug our bags up yes. and down <laughs> or at the end of the night, go up some stairs. Cause I know some people do complain about, um, I could especially see if you have a stroller having to carry the stroller up and down every day would be tiresome. Walk us through that day. What is that? Sure. Day so like? after we arrive, we get this room fairly early in the day, which is great. Uh, we 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 didn't expect to be able to get into our rooms right away. We kind of thought if we're rolling up at nine thirty, we're going to drop our bags and come back later, uh, and someone is you know going to take our bags to our room. So it was nice to take that opportunity to unpack a little bit, uh, get our lay of the land. Uh, but because this wasn't a park day, again, we wanted to get our bearings. We wanted to do a little kind of just resort touring, seeing the sites, appreciating the decorations. Uh, so at that point, we walked right over to the Skyliner stop, uh, and we took the Skyliner down to Art of Animation, uh, not because we knew anyone who was staying there, but we just heard it's a cool looking resort uh, and wanted to go kind of walk around and check it out. Had a great time walking around there, seeing the different, like their Nemo pool area is so great. Uh, it's definitely the kind of place that if we, if we did want to do a uh, a more value resort, it's the type of place we'd love to stay in the future just from walking around, really liked the vibes over there. Uh, at that point, we take a bus over to Magic Kingdom, uh, and we did a you know our first photo pass of the trip out outside of the park uh, before we had to get before you know before the point where they're trying to scan you in, uh, and we get on the monorail to do a full resort monorail loop. So we stop off at the Contemporary, see their gingerbread there. Uh, we took the monorail to the Polynesian, saw the decorations there, got some lunch at Captain Cook's, uh, make and have the spicy Korean bowl. I had the pork sandwich. Both were delicious. And it was right at that time in the day where we were starting to get like a little bit like, oh, we haven't eaten a lot, enough food today, uh, which was really the first sign on our trip. It's like, oh, we need to make sure we eat more often because it's so easy to get caught up in seeing all the things you want to see and riding all the <laughs> rides you want to ride that if you just like forget to have lunch, you'll all of a sudden be starving and cranky and not exactly sure why. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's like every yeah. single time. I often, you know how I remember is when I go with somebody yes. else. I'm, I always get in trouble when I'm by myself because I'll just keep going, you know, I'm like, here we go. When I'm with somebody else, they're like, shouldn't we be like stopping for lunch mm -hmm. at some point? I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> I need mm -hmm. food to live. That's right. Uh, but then we're refueled uh, at the Polynesian, uh, get back on the monorail, take it over to the Grand Floridian, uh, got to admire their really gorgeous lobby, see their gingerbread house there. There was a wedding going on. So there was this bride who was getting these professional photos taken, which was weird because a lot of just people who were clearly strangers to this bride were taking pictures of her in the lobby. And it's, I don't know, like, I don't know, I guess it's pretty, but I don't know why you take a picture of someone you don't know uh, <laughs> when they're just out there, like, posed beautifully. It was a lot. And like their t-shirts and shorts and just be like, oh, cool bride, snap a quick photo. <laughs> right. That is odd, isn't it? You're just like some dude mm -hmm. in jorts and like a tank top right. and you're like taking a picture of some woman you don't know. It is strange when you phrase it that way. But we're just doing different photo passes that we see taken in the ambiance. Uh, we complete our monorail loop back to the Magic Kingdom and then immediately just popped on the boat over to Wilderness Lodge. That's a place I remember having stayed as a kid uh, when I was probably seven or eight years old uh, and loved it. So it was really cool to see their holiday decorations, the way things are. That one's yes, gorgeous. Yes, and their tree in their lobby is so enormous and, and decorated so well. Uh, so we did a little bit of walk around there. Uh, and at that point, they have a photo pass person there. Yeah. So it was uh, super fun to just kind of see that. Uh, and then headed over, to, uh, took a bus from there to Hollywood Studios. Uh, and then, but instead of going into Hollywood Studios, we walked over to Fantasia Gardens Mini Golf that I mentioned earlier. 
we get there and they say it's going to be a, a 90 minute wait to uh to start so i we had no idea how long that that there was going to be that much of a wait we could have booked a time in advance that was th- something that had we really thought of we could have done but we didn't know at what time we were going to get over there we didn't know when we were going to be able to get into our room so booking in a, a day in advance really didn't make sense because we weren't sure about which time we could get but luckily it's close enough to the boardwalk so we kind of just walked past the swan and dolphin over to the boardwalk uh each got a beer at big river brewery kind of just uh, you know again ours our kind of tour lay of the land appreciated the ambiance there and then went back to play some fantasia gardens mini golf which was just as i remember it quite the day so for anybody who doesn't know where this particular golf course is so you guys went to hollywood studios so that you could walk there's a walking path along the water from hollywood studios that takes you to the boardwalk if you go over to swan and dolphin it's where like the newest building you have to cross the street it's where like the newest building, the Swan Reserve, uh, right? For Swan yeah. and thank you, Swan Reserve. I was like, what's the <laughs> name of it? Swan Reserve. Um, yes, it's right next door to that. And yeah, I've only done it a couple of times, and it always ended up waiting like yeah. ninety minutes. But you're right, there is so much to do right there because you're right at the boardwalk. So if you have an hour to kill, it's so easy to you know grab a slice of pizza or just walk around the boardwalk because there's always some sort of entertainment Mm -hmm. going on. I'd also just like to say, I can't believe how much you two accomplished just in this day. Like the no, you flying through this list of things that you did. I'm like, holy cow. We are talking a lot about if and when we have children that we're going to tour the parks a lot differently. You will do a fraction of what you just said right here when you guys you know even when you have children and take them to the parks oof it's a whole different ball game but it was really nice again like there's that anticipation of the parks but uh to really get a sense of you know because as you'll see as we talk about our time in the parks we are very much these sort of go 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 people and having a sense of even just sort of where things are in relationships to each other what bus lines go where relative distances of things uh was helpful in terms of us feeling like we had the lay of the land for our first you know trip to Disney World in mm-hmm. many many years for either of us and just getting to use the transportation felt nice that we we used all the modes of transportation on our first day from the buses, Skyliner, <laughs> water taxi. Because we later after our golf took the water taxi back to Hollywood Studios to Skyline back to Caribbean Beach. So you really did yeah, use everything. Mm-hmm. All you were missing was a minivan and then you would have had, <laughs> exactly. you would have checked off your mm-hmm. bingo card. <laughs> so, all right. So you said Fantasia mini golf. Let's backtrack a little bit about that. You said it was exactly as you remembered it as a kid. About how old I think, were you? I mean, the last time went? I did it, I was probably 10 years old. Uh, but like there, I had. Okay. So yeah. So it's been a minute. Uh, but it, in that way, it, it did feel a little bit like tired. Like there are things that I feel like it either should be like updated or refurbished or whatever. It definitely felt like, oh, no one has, for, for all the changes that are in the park since I was 10 years old, uh, there's definitely not a lot of change to that. But I still really enjoyed it. I'm a big fan of Fantasia and the music and the iconography. Like that was, Fantasia was a VHS that was on a loop in my house for, for several years when I was a kid. I had the same feeling when I went recently um, with my 12-year-old to Fantasia Mm -hmm. Mini Golf. And I was like, this is great. It needs a facelift. It needs an update. Even if it just kept the same theme. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. You could still keep the Fantasia Mm -hmm. theme. It just needs a little love. Yeah. 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 Um, My 12-year-old was not familiar with Fantasia. I couldn't (laughs) believe it. Had no idea. 
Do you, uh, Taylor, do you teach I do, music? and I, like, I took piano lessons as a kid. I played oboe in orchestra and band, so I was like a classical music kid. So both Fantasia and Fantasia 2000 were like fundamental texts in my Disney upbringing. Yeah, I very much remember it as well. And I was surprised he hadn't even watched clips of it in like yeah. music class or something at school. Like that really surprised me. But he had no idea. He was like, what is this theme? Like he had Amazing. no clue. Why is there this like, hole about just... wine? In this, yeah. Like, yeah, he he's like, what's up with, you know, these hippos and ballerina costs? Like he just <laughs> didn't, he did not get hmm. any of it. So I was like, oh, dear. I've failed somewhere. But it here. was quite chilly that day. You know, it was probably in the mid low fifties while we're going around. Uh, so there's the points where you can potentially get like splashed with water on some of those like sorcerer's apprentice holes where they're shooting the water out over you while you go. So there were a lot of people, us included, who were running as quickly as they could around that corner to avoid getting wet because it was so cold out. <laughs> All right. Anything after um, mini golf? Yeah, we uh, we t uh, took the water taxi back to Hollywood Studios, Skyliner back to Caribbean Beach, which is like a four minute Skyliner ride. Uh, so so great. Uh, and then went to Sebastian's Bistro for dinner right at Caribbean Beach, uh, which was an incredible meal. Uh, it's family style for those who don't know. So they kind of just bring you this big plate of food that has you know some uh, some pork, some chicken, some beef, some fish, uh, and you kind of all just uh, your table kind of just pulls from it together, and uh, all of it was absolutely delicious and fantastic so but the best part was the breakaway bread that they brought at oh, first yeah. oh that was so delicious and they do have a vegetarian plate option as well if you want to eat there but don't eat meat yes exactly i often and i think i'm going to know the answer just based on your response here to this restaurant but i i often feel like there's a disconnect with the value of any restaurants at Disney that serve family hmm. style hmm. where people are like, you know, the food was good, but it wasn't necessarily worth the money. Did you find that the value matched the quality of the food? It was $38 per adult and it included the dinner rolls, the salad, the entree and a dessert. And comparing our entrees at other restaurants we went to, I, I thought the value was there for this restaurant. The dessert was delicious. It's this um, bread pudding with caramel sauce. And yeah, even just the rolls in the bread pudding, I would have thought was yeah. great. Worth the $38. Yes. Yeah. I mean, in comparison to other, okay. you know, your other sit down restaurants at Disney, I thought the value was pretty good for Sebastian's Bistro. Okay, great. Anything after dinner? Uh, we watched The Little Mermaid on TV in the room. It was on Freeform and then went to bed. It was great. You know, I'm shocked that the Disney resort rooms don't offer Disney+. Plus. We were talking about this a ton while we were there. Or that you can't even screencast. Yes. I, I also just with my six-year-old who wanted to watch a, a Disney movie. <laughs> and I was like, there are no Disney movies yeah. on right now. And she was beyond disappointed. And I was like, I don't know how they don't let you stream Disney Plus or you're right, or cast Disney Plus. The TV that we had in our room the has the technology to screencast, but wasn't connected to the internet. So I did use the room phone to call the front desk just to make sure I there was no user error, like that I didn't mess something up. And he was saying, the person I talked to, that they are starting to get some rooms that have TVs mm. connected to the Wi-Fi, but not in all the rooms yet. So that's interesting that you say that because now when you walked in your room, mm -hmm. was your TV just like bright blue blasting music? It was Is bright that, blue, but did no you music. Have, did you have, did you, oh, that's weird. Usually it's like this loud music that you're like, all right, everyone can hear this. Um, they have that or the newer ones have like an on-demand 
option. Did, did yours have like an on-demand screen or was it just like a normal TV? Ours was on the resort. It was like your resort channel, but then it had like the different park hours and other activities you could do. At Disneyland, it was fun because it had our name on it. So I was like kind of, I thought I'd come in and our names would be on the TV. But again, yep. these are two different parks. I have to remind myself that. The newer ones now, and it's, I've noticed in my last several trips, it's sometimes I get the new ones and sometimes I get the big blue screen, which is the old ones, but the new ones, everything's on mm-hmm. demand. So I'm guessing that those ones you could probably cast. Mm-hmm. I haven't tried it because I didn't have one at the, um, the cabins at Fort Wilderness, unfortunately, they have not updated those TVs. So interesting, though, that you guys had the same conversation. Yes. We, as we were I definitely did. saying, like, Disney Plus, it seems so easy. Like, why, why isn't it just in every room? But what are you going to do? It's, uh, it seems yeah. obvious. All right. Hopefully, we're almost there with that. Okay. So you watched The Little Mermaid and then you guys went to bed. All right. Let's move into your first, like, full. Park yeah, day. so our first park day, we actually took some inspiration from the trip you had with your son last year, and I think you had a guest on who also did a four-park challenge, and so it was our first park day, and the last time I'd been to Disney World was 1999, and the park I remembered the most was Animal Kingdom. So we already knew we wanted to start with Animal Kingdom on that day, and since it's often talked as a half-day park and park hopper restrictions were still in place, we thought this was a day to try a four-park challenge. I was going to say, like, before we jump into it, we should point out now park hopping rules are different. But when you were there, this is still December, you cannot park hop until 2 p.m. And that really changes the four park challenge. Mm -hmm. So when you were doing it, did you guys set up specific rules for yourself? Because everybody does this challenge a little bit different. So I want to hear the rules that you had. And I want to hear any planning that you guys did in advance to, to make your challenge work. So I think the pretty common one, you have to go to all four parks. We needed a snack in each park. Uh, we needed to take a photo with the park icon. And we needed to do some sort of live entertainment. Uh, and then we tried to take four modes of transportation. Oh, yeah. One ride at each park as well. And one ride. Yep. Okay. Okay. So... Four types of transportation or all types of transportation? Four types. Because we, we did look at the minivan, four different, okay. but it was going to be $50. And we're like, good thing we didn't set yeah, this for ourselves. So <laughs> There's the four theme. So having yeah, four different yeah. Disney transportations we felt was appropriate. Gotcha. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Did you guys, were you using Genie Plus to aid in oh, your... Yeah. We did. Most okay. there's only one park day that we didn't use Disney uh, Genie Plus. Our So our first day we... Um, woke up in the morning. I bought Genie Plus right away and we started getting ready for the day. Uh, All right. And you're starting at Animal Kingdom, you said, right? Yes. What made you pick Animal Kingdom to start with? Um, That's the park for me that I remember. Just I remember the Tree of Life. I remember the musicians on like the sidewalks and uh, the safari was just really imprinted in my mind. Um, I went on when it, they still had that poacher storyline. And the last time I was there, I was nine. And I was very concerned that there is these poachers <laughs> breaking onto Disney po- property and murdering these elephants. I was really upset about it. Yeah, that went away quite a while ago. I don't remember when exactly it left, but it's been a long time. That's really funny that that's, that's your memory of it because it's very different feel now. Yes. And I think it's because they were the live animals is why I believed it so much. Yeah, you're like, holy cow, someone's trying to kill these animals that I'm looking at right now. Yeah, no, that's traumatizing when you're nine. Yeah. 
And and just the idea that Animal Kingdom doesn't have as many like rides and attractions. So with the park hopping rules still in effect, we thought this was a good way to do a, a rope drop with Animal Kingdom. We had seven park days. So we were rope dropping at each park twice, except for Animal Kingdom, just the one rope drop. Yeah. Okay. And when when you're planning for today for the four park challenge, you said you're using Genie Plus. Mm-hmm. Are you grabbing a ride, a ride, a lightning lane for Genie Plus for Animal Kingdom, or are you holding on to that, you know, in fear that something might be unable to book at a different park later in the day? So my idea was to rope drop Pandora, so we don't have to pay for flights of passage. I like it. Bold. That's for for the four park challenge to go right for flight of passage. Yes, it's paid out. You know, paid off. Yeah, it's seven thirty in the morning <laughs> at this point. There's plenty of day to go until we can even park hop. So we we went straight there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but yeah, the plane I, I got the safari. But then after that, it was what times make sense for the parks we're going to. And so we tried to not. We didn't have any dinners planned this day, but we knew we wanted to. We had our transportation mapped out and we had our parks mapped out and what entertainment we wanted to watch mapped out. But everything else, the rides, the snacks, we were just like, we'll feel out in the moment. So we knew we were going to start with Animal Kingdom, Magic Kingdom, so we could count the parade as the live entertainment, to Epcot, so we could, they still had Festival of the Holidays, so I really wanted to see um, in the in Italy Pavilion, La Bafana, but we ended up seeing the barn santa which was lovely and awesome still but we knew one of the storytellers would be our live entertainment in epcot and then end the night with phantasmic and hollywood studios okay i have to ask though at hollywood studios what's the icon there's a debate here what do you consider the icon with what they put on the tv at our resort hotel it's the (laughs) hollywood tower of terror so we took our picture with the hollywood tower of terror Okay. All right. I was just, I was curious because I did Chinese theater and I was told by my husband that I was incorrect and that I lost the challenge. So (gasps) I was just curious. (laughs) We thought about doing one in front of both just to have a backup, but we ended up only doing the one in front of Tower of Terror. And that was the one on our shirts we got. We had matching shirts with the icons. So we're like, okay, we have to get a picture with the icon that matches our shirt. (laughs) Okay. Okay. That makes sense. (laughs) All right. So walk me through your morning then. So you're getting there earlier going for flight of passage first thing. Yeah. So they say the transportation starts an hour before early entry. So early entry that morning started at 730. We I've heard that starts earlier. So we were at the bus stop at 615. And I'm glad we were because we're on the bus at 618 a.m. And we are through security waiting at the turnstile at 638. Um, This is the one day I'm I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that because Flight of Passage is a real tricky one mm-hmm. to rope drop. It really is. If you're there 10 minutes later, yep. you're waiting two hours and it's point, you know, you've, you've wasted your, your rope drop time. Yeah. Based on the line that was behind us, it was, we're, I'm very glad we were at our bus stop and on a bus when we were, um, at, as, as I'm sure people who listen to your podcast know, 7am we booked the safari. Well, I, so we both had our phones. I booked the safari and Taylor bought the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. We knew we had some Epcot days coming up where we could do the virtual queue, 
but I've heard it's the best ride in Orlando and I really wanted to do it on yes. the, the first day. So, <laughs> well, well, when you get to Epcot, you'll tell us yes. your opinion, yes. but my opinion is, is that it's the best ride in Orlando. Spoilers. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, but they pretty much like a minute after seven started letting people scan into the park. Um, so they, they held you at sec- that they got you through security, held you at the turnstiles, let you through the turnstiles, held you right at the o- oasis before the tree of life. Then after they, it's interesting because at Disneyland, it's like once you're through the turnstiles, there's just one rope drop. But at Disney World, it seems like there's a lot of stop and goes, which I wasn't expecting. But it was kind of nice to not just stand in one place for an hour. Um, so I'm yeah rope drop is not what it used to be like it's not there are several it's like all right you want this ride that rope drops over here you want this ride like that one's over like they separate the crowds because there's just too many people now you can't just do a single rope drop anymore Mm -hmm. plus people would be trampled I think yeah um we definitely followed the rule of walking only but because we're just two of us we're able to kind of bob and weave and we're both adults so we can bob and weave and keep an eye on each other so we weren't at the very very front for avatar but it only took us 18 minutes we were walking the whole time to get through the queue and there was a part where we were a ways behind and if you're in a line you're only two people pay attention to the cast member at the front because they shouted two and i very quickly shot up my hand with the two Mm -hmm. to let them know we're a group of two that's the best thing ever yes so we did like (laughs) jump like at least 30 people you know, you're doing like my little Vanna White wave. wave. <laughs> Thank you. As you're walking by all these people. Yes. You're like, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> nice to I'm party of two. Um, <laughs> I, I liked Flight of Passage. Taylor, you were, you're the big Avatar fan. What was your, I didn't love it. I didn't love Flights of Passage. What was your opinion of it, Taylor? I like the spirit of it. I like the movement of it. I think part of it is, this is the only time we did it our time there. We were in terms of all the different sort of, you know, rows and and kind of different capsules that the virtual ikran are in, we were on the very bottom right one in the last two seats to the right. So because we're in the very bottom corner of the screen, the 3D wasn't perfectly aligned through our eyes. So there was a lot of that kind of like double vision 3D you tend to get if you're not kind of closer to the middle. Uh, so, so that kind of, you know, tempered it a little bit, but, uh, in terms of the movement of it, you know, I, I'm one of those weirdos who unabashedly, unironically loves both Avatar movies. I watch them all the time. Uh, uh, and for me, it was just, you know, I I enjoy being in that world. I think it was a, a ride that if I had waited like four or five hours for it, which people have been known to do, I probably would have been a little disappointed by it. But the ability to just waltz right onto it and see this thing that, you know, I've had so much anticipation for was still super, super fun. Isn't it amazing how a 20 minute wait really changes your opinion on a ride? You know, it's the same as like a two hour wait really changes your opinion Mm -hmm. of a ride. And this was December 30th. The wait that day I was looking in the app later, it was above three hours at one point. Oh, yeah. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah, you're there literally the busiest yes. days of the mm-hmm. year. Um, I'll quickly talk about the other attractions we did at Animal Kingdom. Um, standby Dinosaur took 10 minutes. Um, we used our lightning lane at the Safari and booked Big Thunder Mountain as soon as we scanned in. We went over to Everest and it was listed as a 55-minute wait. We did standby, only took 23 I typically found in the first two hours of the day, standby weights were inflated, but by the afternoon and evening, they were fairly accurate. At that point, we were just kind of strolling around and we ran into the Merry Menagerie and got to see them with their little puppets. If anybody who doesn't know what that is, it's 
people, they have like these giant animal puppets and they're out for the holidays at Animal Kingdom. They remind me if anybody's seen the the live, the stage version of The Lion King. Mm -hmm. It's kind of similar puppets that they use um, for the animals in that show. It's really, really cool. And they're like all these Arctic animals. So they had like the polar bear and the baby polar bear. And I thought I would just like look at them. But one, and I've seen people interact with the puppets. One cast member said to me, just give them a little pet. And I was like, I felt a little awkward at first. But then (laughs) the way they use the puppet makes it feel very realistic in terms of the movement of the animals, which oh, was cool. My daughter was terrified the last time she <laughs> oh, saw them. Oh, really? She, they, she was like, nope, this is a little too real for me. Yeah, she was scared of them. That's really funny. Okay, can, what what was the snack that you guys picked for your four-park challenge? We got the lumpia roll and the night blossom drink from Pongu Pongu. And That's also what I did when we did our four-park. Delicious. So challenge. delicious. I've heard Pandora oh, food is so good, and so I'm really glad that's what we yes. went in with. On the safari ride, our cast member said the um, Finding Nemo show was going to be at 1030. And I think on most days, it is at every hour at the half hour. But for some reason on this day, it was on the hour. So our initial plan for entertainment was to watch Festival of the Lion King. I'm an elementary school drama teacher and my students voted to perform Finding Nemo this year. So we're going to do Finding Nemo, the big blue and beyond at my school. So I was like, we got to watch this show. So we ended up not seeing Festival of the Lion King, but then um, the Finding Nemo show, we thought we'd do both. But just the way timing worked out, um, we went back at noon to see Finding Nemo because I thought it was important for my students that I see the show at Disney. And I also wanted to. So that was our (laughs) entertainment. You guys are music people, theater people. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the Finding Nemo show? I thought it was really cute. The puppetry is amazing. Yeah, Crush in particular, like that was that was for me the first moment of like actual like Disney awe, uh, awestruckness when when they bring out the giant Crush puppet and all the different sized turtles. I was like, oh, like this is this is a cut above your you know kind of the the stage shows you're gonna see at a Six Flags. Like that's that's when it really hit me. Like, oh, you're at Disney now. <laughs> Yeah, you as fellow Chicago people, we are familiar with the Six Flags Great America <laughs> yes. live quote Love unquote entertainment. Fright. And it's very different. <laughs> first Sprite's so bad. <laughs> we saw a holiday show. Sorry, I'm gonna we saw a holiday show one time at Six Please Flags. Do. And it was like first the first 10 minutes, we're like, that was cute, not bad. And then it went on for another 20 minutes and we're like, this is horrible. This is awful. Get us out of here. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah. bless your heart, you guys. You're trying. You're putting in all the effort in this. It's not your fault that this yes, show is so exactly. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So we've done. We've done a ride snack. Yep. Live entertainment. Mm-hmm. I assume you took a photo in front of the tree. Got a photo in front of the tree alive, and but you have until two p.m. So we so so we still did. It's tough to be a bug. Right. It still feels like a full meal of an Animal Kingdom day. Yeah. Right. Right. It's tough to be a bug before it goes away. That one's going to be leaving us soon. Now, that's when Taylor has a traumatic memory of, as a child, he, like... <sighs> you and every other little kid who's <laughs> seen that show. That was the best. I mean, I hate to, like, I don't like children being upset, but it was so funny just to hear it the, like... kind of funny, though. <laughs> the screams of the children. I was like, I get it. This The show's got to go. As a child, Taylor's family had to be <laughs> escorted out. You were that this child, and I was. So you're I allowed was. to. Oh laugh. my god, they're going to shoot acid on us, screaming that, uh, and they, <laughs> they escorted me out. Not my best moment. <laughs> 
And now as an adult, you laugh at other children who are doing the exact oh, yeah. same thing. Now it's mm-hmm. fine. And we're all terrible people. All right, moving on. Uh, at some point that morning, we booked for the evening because the rides were getting pushed out on Genie Plus. We booked a rock and roller coaster for around like eight and um, booked a Star Tours that I later modified into Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. And then around that time, we got lunch and it was time to take the bus to Magic Kingdom. Now, I'm curious with the stacking mm-hmm. because obviously with the four park challenge, that's part of your strategy is to stack for other parks throughout the day. But you're here on December 30th, which is one of the busiest days mm-hmm. at Disney World of the year. How did you find the times were like the return times in Genie Plus? Was it a struggle to find times that met your needs? For this day, no, because we had already, since we had bought the Guardians of the Galaxy individual Lightning Lane, my like second choice of the day after we scanned in for our first Genie Plus ride, I got our Magic Kingdom ride. And then later in the morning, I booked two, those two Hollywood Studios times. But, you know, I'm at like 1040, I'm booking an eight o'clock rock and roller coaster. Yeah. And that's why when you mentioned eight o'clock, I'm like, ooh, that's... That's late. And for Rock and Roller Coaster, yeah. too. It did tend to, throughout the day, it felt like it was slowing down in terms of how quickly time was getting pushed out later. So we ended up getting three lightning lanes in Hollywood Studios, our last park of the night, even though we only have, you know, one in Magic Kingdom and one in Epcot. Uh, we ended up being able to stack a lot more for that final park. Yeah. When everything's showing eight o'clock, you're like, well, we're exactly. going to be really busy in this eight o'clock hour. Yep. <laughs> the, I guess it doesn't matter because the park hacking rules were gone. But before there, I guess there was a little bit of a grace period. So even though park hopping started at two, they did let you scan in a little before that. So we were up by the castle when the friendship fair started. And that was something I wasn't expecting. So it was really cute to see Mickey and Minnie and friends and these princesses come so you out. you got double live entertainment yeah. at Magic Kingdom because you said you're also doing the parade yeah. as your live entertainment portion. So we we caught both the Friendship Fair and we caught, um, because it was in between Christmas and New Year's, we also got to see the the Christmas Parade. Uh, I forget what it's called, but the Mickey's. Oh, that's, oh, that's right, right. For, so the parade that they do for the Christmas party, mm-hmm. that last week of the year, they will run that holiday parade during the day for regular guests. You don't have to have a Christmas party ticket to see the Christmas Parade. So that's really cool that you got a chance to see that particular parade. That's really fun. Yeah. So we uh, got our castle picture. We found a spot for the parade. We found a spot for the parade 20 minutes before it started. And it was a fantastic, great spot. Made our way to Frontierland to do Big Thunder Mountain. We had that lightning lane for it. Um, The line was way backed out, but it only took 15 minutes. So that was something I tried to keep in mind, that if the lightning lane line looks long, it's typically because people are struggling to scan in is what I find. Yeah, technology baffles people still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then our we didn't spend very long in Magic Kingdom, so we had those cheeseburger egg rolls, and then I wanted them every single day after that. They were delicious. <laughs> I good. believe that's also what my son got as his snack when we did our four-park challenge. So far, we've got a lot of the same... Lining up. The same thing's going on, yeah. I wonder why. It's maybe like I got the idea from you. <laughs> because they're the best. Those are the best <laughs> snacks, yes. Or you're just copying me. Yeah. I mean. Um, so we were only there for a little over two hours. So at 4.15, we started to head to Epcot and we took the monorail. We got very lucky with getting on the two different monorails. So we took the express monorail to the TTC and then 
right when we got to the platform, the monorail to Epcot showed up and we were able to take that over. And it took a total of 21 minutes. Okay, great. So we really were making our way here. What time did you say it was? Like four-ish, 4.30? 4.15 was when, this is what I have in my notes. All right. And so we're halfway through and you still got plenty of time. Yeah. So um, at some point I booked a journey into imagination lightning lane. It took two minutes. Um, the wait itself was 15. <laughs> Probably didn't need it, but I had it and it saved me maybe five minutes. So with Epcot, and especially with it being so busy, I'm guessing that was probably like your only option. Yeah. Timing wise. I think it was that or living with the land. <laughs> I could have done that. Epcot's the worst. Yes. It's it's that or Nemo. It's like the three rides. Yeah. I just went on this whole big rant on it my last episode. The three rides at Epcot that you can get lightning lanes for are Nemo, Figment, or Living with the Land. The three rides you don't need a lightning mm-hmm. lane for Nemo, Figment, <laughs> Living with the Land. Yep. And if a ride breaks down and you have a lightning lane, you know what you can use your anytime, Ugh. like quote unquote anytime? <laughs> Nemo, Figment, Living with the Land. On other days, <laughs> it drives me crazy. Epcot's the worst. Yeah. On other days, <laughs> I feel like we got very lucky with Remy's and Frozen. But for that first day, I did not even bother because yeah. they, they were long gone by the time I was thinking about our third park. Um, right, right. But we did we did journey into the imagination. It was cute. I'm glad I didn't remember that ride from my childhood, but it was cute. It was fun. If you did it, you would have remembered something very different, probably. They do still <laughs> love Figment. He's a cute character. Um, and then after Figment, it was time for our. We had a 515 individual lightning lane for Guardians of the Galaxy. Took about 25 minutes, which you know if that's long for the paid for lightning ride. lane. But I will say, I think it was just like looking at the virtual queue line. I think they got backed up with both the lightning lanes and the virtual queue. Um, but I loved Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. And I was yes. worried I get motion sick on some roller coasters. I didn't take any Dramamine. Like so- sometimes when we go to Six Flags, I'll take Dramamine. I didn't take anything and I felt fine until we had to walk up those stairs after the ride. That's when I was like a little woozy and I wish I had taken a beat after you get off to take a breath and then go up the stairs. Um, but we got I Ran, which was the song we wanted for our first song. Awesome. What did you think, Taylor? Uh, absolutely loved it. Uh, just the the motion of the ride is unlike anything else. Uh, I, it was absolutely worth the, for that first day, for that to be like our, you know, a big Epcot ride as part of this four park challenge really made that that day super special. So uh was very excited to uh, ride it again uh, on later days. And I, I know like, I think you've talked about the launch on the show before a little bit. So I knew, mm-hmm. I knew about the launch, but the way they hide it from the queue, I think is, I wasn't expecting that. Like I was expecting to watch the launch and I think it's very well done how they have that beginning planned out. I don't know that I could spoil that ride if I tried it. So it's hard to dis- to just to describe. You're like, you're spinning, but it, not in a way that like you're going to throw up, <laughs> but it's like a roller coaster, but it's not, you know, like it's not like a harness over you type of roller coaster and there are screens, but not screens that make you motion. Like there's no great way to spoil that ride. Yeah. Just that it's so good. It's so good. It's so mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. Like I just find myself smiling, like grinning like an idiot the entire time. It's just so much fun. All our ride photos, we look like grinning idiots. So yes, I can relate yeah. to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and yep. just that it, there's even, uh, uh, you know, aside from the song, different choices you could get just in terms of some of like the little dialogue bits or screen bits, there's still so much variance in the ride that there are. It's fun to like pick out the little differences in terms of that randomization that you get each time you ride it yeah yeah 
best ride. Mm-hmm. Love, love, when love, When we love. first got to Epcot, we went up to one of the blue tents, the guest experience tents, just to ask if they knew the schedule for the storytellers for Festival of the Holiday because I couldn't find it in the app. They were able to look it up on their iPad. Um, I guess not every storyteller performs every day because the La Bafana storyteller wasn't there, but I'd heard really great things about the Barn Santa. So we knew the Barn Santa was at 6.15, so we got a beer and pretzel from Germany, but then went back to Norway to watch the Barn Santa, and it was really charming. I thought it would just be this guy dressed up as Santa talking about Norwegian holiday traditions, but they had this little storyline with, do you remember the character's name, Taylor? Uh, Sigrid, the other character they folded in, was very, very charming. Yeah, so that was just, I mean, you know, nothing fantastical, but really sweet and heartwarming. It's one of my favorites, and I think it's a really underrated portion of that festival, personally. I feel the exact same way. Yeah, part of me wishes we had spent more time in Epcot to see more of the storytellers, but you know, maybe another year, Taylor, will be back. Next year. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. She'll have to just twist your arm. You'll be like, oh, I mm-hmm. guess. I guess we'll go back <laughs> if we have to. It, it, it's for, for as much as we, you know, planned so much of this trip within an inch of its life, that was one of the moments that was really just an absolute surprise, kind of went in with no expectations and was was so charmed by it. So leave leave room for surprise it was, was the thing I really learned from that. Mm-hmm. I love it. So after the Barn Santa, we went over to the boats and took a boat to Hollywood Studios. And it was 6.45 when we got on the boat. So we've made it now. So you took the boat to Hollywood Studios. Are we doing Skyliner at all? We're going to do it to get or... at the end of the night to get home. Okay. Okay. So that was so we have another form of transportation in the boat mm-hmm. over to Hollywood mm-hmm. Studios. All right. What's our, what's our plan at Hollywood Studios? We have... It's 6.45 and Fantasmic is scheduled for nine o'clock and we have three lightning lanes booked. So we go do Star Tours, we go do Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway and Rock and Roller Coaster. What I didn't think about was that the first Fantasmic show was at 7.30. So when we have our 8.10 Rock and Roller Coaster lightning lane, it is crowded in that area. (laughs) And they're doing the announcement of um, due to excessive recording in the studio, you might have longer waits. And it's one I didn't time. I timed the other ones like Star Tours and Mickey and Minnie's both took 12 minutes. But I think it took like 25 minutes to get on Rock and Roller Coaster that night. Um, mm. so by the time we're off, it's after eight 30, but we haven't gotten our snack and we haven't gotten our photo, but I also want to make sure we get into Fantasmic. So we pretty much go from rock and roller coaster to Fantasmic, um, and decide we'll get a snack and a photo on our way out after the show. Okay. Did it work out that it way? It did. I mean, it's I, because you said you wanted to get Hollywood tower hotel as your icon. Mm-hmm. But the mobs of people leaving, I would imagine it'd be hard to get a, a decent photo or a photo pass photographer that's not being, you know, so run down by the That crowds. was the, yeah. So the way they made, so Fantasmic was awesome. Lovely show. Um, the way they made us exit Fantasmic, I did get worried for a moment that we were going to have to leave the park, but they spit, spat us back out on Sunset Boulevard. And so we backtracked. That was the one photo where we didn't have a photo pass photographer, but we found a stranger to take our photo for us. I'm so disappointed. I know. So I can't yeah. believe it. We did have a photo, <laughs> but it wasn't a photo pass. Well, photo. mine was in front of the Chinese theater. So I guess Hollywood Studios well, is trickier than 
than you and I had anticipated. And then we also struggled to get a snack because the park closed at nine. And since Fantasmic was at nine, the park was technically closed. But we did go into a souvenir shop and we bought a lollipop. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Did you open it up and eat it, though, while you were there? Sure did. Because I think that's part of it. Okay. Oh, yeah. And then we had it for like the rest of the week. Like on, I had in our room one of those lids to the coffee cups. Gross. But yes. And we finished it. Oh. We did. Wow. Um, <laughs> I'm it's actually a really good tasting lollipop. Taylor, good choice. With the sa- t- Taylor picked it out and it was the sour kind and it was delicious. <laughs> I'm like on the Skyliner, like happily eating this lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> and that was our Far Park Challenge Day. All right. Yeah. So you're you're forced out then after after that. So are you, are you doing anything else this evening or are we just wiped? We're, we're going to bed because we have New Year's Eve the next day. And because of the popularity of magic kingdom on new year's eve we are expecting to get there at rope drop and then just stay the whole day all right this is a great place to stop stay tuned for part two where we jump into new year's eve at magic kingdom i'll see you guys in the next episode